Good morning, Faith Westwood. Uh, if you're new, on, it's good to have you on board with us today. Uh, today we're going to have a children's time and a prayer time and a message. And we're going to start by listening to some gathering music. So grab some coffee, gather up the kids and get settled. And feel free to use these next few minutes to calm your soul and bring yourself into the presence of God.
Uh, thank you, David Gerard, uh, for your music. This is our, our third Sunday where we are gathered online as a scattered community. And I want to begin with the children's time. So kids, are you ready? You know, sometimes we get angry, don't we? Because other people do stuff we don't like. They lie, steal, and cheat. And, and so they end up getting more than we do. And that doesn't seem fair. Well, Psalm 37 is a poem in the Bible about how God doesn't want the the lying, cheating, and stealing of other people to spoil our happiness. Psalm 37 was first written in the Hebrew language as an alphabet poem. You know what that is? Uh, the, the first sentence uh, starts with the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and the second sentence starts with the second letter of the alphabet, and, and so on. And that's how in Bible times they taught kids to memorize Psalm 37. Just go A, B, C, all the way to Z, and you have it. And that's how grown-ups remembered Psalm 37 too. So I decided to make an alphabet poem of the first part of Psalm 37. Would you like to hear it? Okay, here goes. Anytime bad people get more and more, but you do what's right and then you're getting poor. Calm yourself down, keep from getting so mad. Depend on the Lord and you won't feel so bad. Enjoy the Lord always, and you'll have enough. Fairness means God gives you just enough stuff. God says, do good, and what you know is right. Happiness happens when God's your delight. In a while, you'll see bad people go away. Just please be patient. It'll happen someday. Keep trusting God and have faith. That's your style. Live in the care of the Lord and his smile. Meanwhile, the evil are working their tricks. No fussing and fuming from you will this fix. One day, the humble will get all the land. Peace will be yours as a gift from God's hand. Quit being jealous of those who do wrong. Remember, God's love is the heart of your song. Stay true to God and his blessings he'll send. Trust in the Lord and you'll win in the end. Up to this point, God has not let you down. View all these hardships as your training ground. When you see blessings God gives to the good, express your thanksgiving as God's people should. You'll see, one day the reward never ends. Zero the sadness for all of God's friends. Now may the Lord bless you and always smile upon you. Amen. Now I want to lead us into a time of prayer. Uh, over the next few minutes, uh, I'll bring us into some thanksgivings and, and requests before God. So will you pray with me? Lord God, we thank you for the medical professionals risking their lives to care for us. Please strengthen them as they work long hours and protect them from infection. And silently or aloud, we name some of these medical professionals before you now. Lord God, we thank you for individuals who serve the public and other essential services, grocery workers, delivery drivers, police, firefighters, utility workers, and others. 
and we name some of these persons working in essential services before you now. Lord God, we thank you for our government leaders on the local, state, and national levels. Please lead them to make policies for the public good. And we name some of our government leaders before you now. Lord God, we thank you for our neighbors. Please inspire people everywhere to love their neighbors as themselves, adopting healthy practices to protect us all. And we name some of our neighbors before you now. Lord God, we thank you for this church. Please use us to show Jesus' compassion to our community as we make masks, provide groceries, and care for children. And we name some of those in this church who serve before you now. Lord God, we thank you for providing for us in so many ways. Please provide for those who have lost their jobs or had their income greatly reduced, and we name some of them before you now. Lord God, we thank you for life and health. Please pour out your healing power upon those who are ill, those who deal with a serious health condition, and those who face delays in health care. And we name some of them before you now. In your great love, O oh God, have mercy upon us. And all God's people said, Amen. I have a friend, I don't get to see him very often, but, and he can be a lot of fun. But most of the time, he focuses on all the stuff that he's mad about, all the stuff that makes him angry. He gets upset and disgusted over so much. Um, most of the time, that's the way he is. Anyway, one time I remember I, I hadn't seen him in a while and I met him for coffee and I hoped that maybe he'd kind of gotten past it or he had grown out of it. But no, he was full of bitterness. He was brooding and I thought, oh, you poor guy. I hope someday you're able to, to let go of all this brooding and, and bitterness and become a happier person. And some of you are thinking, I hope he's not talking about me. Well, rest assured, no, I'm not talking about you. But if I were, would I tell you? Hmm. Anyway, today is week 12 of this series, Honest to God. It's uh, our final Sunday in the Psalms. And again, I want to thank Chris Bowers for creating our artwork, a watercolor based on Psalm 1 that says the person who delights in God's instruction is like a tree planted by streams of water. So thank you, Chris. 
During this series, uh, we've looked at royal psalms, praise psalms, thanksgiving psalms, lament psalms, confession, and all kinds of psalms. Psalm 37 is another wisdom psalm teaching us the way of the Lord. So sit back and soak up these 11 verses. Do not fret because though do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong for like the grass they will soon wither like green plants they will soon die away trust in the lord and do good dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture take delight in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart commit your way to the lord trust in him and he will do this he will make your righteous rewards shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It only leads to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. A little while, and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. But the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. We're going to walk through this verse by verse, but first I want to point out that this is basically a list of things to do and not do and uh, reasons for doing them. It's a list of things to do and not do so that you can be have a life that is blessed by God. And here's what this list holds. Do not fret, do not be envious, trust in the Lord, do good, dwell in the land, take delight in the Lord, commit your way to the Lord, trust Him, be still, wait patiently, do not fret, refrain from anger, do not fret. Did you notice that the first and last is do not fret? And a third do not fret thrown in for good measure. Verse 1 says, Do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. One reason we call this a wisdom psalm is that it has so much in common with the book of Proverbs. As a matter of fact, verse 1 is nearly identical to Proverbs twenty-four nineteen. Do not fret means don't worry about it. Don't get yourself worked up over it. The Hebrew word means don't get heated up. Fretting will only fill you with brooding and bitterness. Tim Keller says fretting chews us up inside while accomplishing nothing. And why do we fret? Because we secretly envy the success of people who take shortcuts who manipulate others, who lie, cheat, and steal to get ahead. Verse 2 then gives us a reason to not fret or be envious. All we have to do is look ahead. About people who do wrong, it says, For like the green grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. The success of those who do evil will be short-lived. Unless they repent, they will self-destruct. And just as last year's flowers lasted only a season, so it will be with them. So do not fret. Do not be envious. Instead, we do what it says in verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. 
dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Now we could look at these four uh, statements as separate things, but to me, I think they're part of a bigger picture. Because we trust in the Lord, we do good, we do what is right, while we live in the land and enjoy God's provision. Later in verse 16, it says, Better the little that the righteous have than the wealth of many wicked. I love that. Uh, that would be worth writing down and memorizing, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, some people cheat on their tax returns and take credit for other people's work and lie to gain a new customer. And for what? A few extra bucks? Ask yourself, at what price am I willing to sell my integrity? Would you sell your integrity for a quick $10? Would you sell your integrity for $10 million? At what price does choosing sin become acceptable? Last Sunday, Trish and I watched a powerful movie called A Hidden Life about a man in Austria during World War II uh, who would not take the oath of loyalty to Hitler. He was considered a traitor to his people. Townsfolk would not do business with him. He lost so much because he would not sell the integrity of his faith. Verse 4 then in the psalm reads like a proverb, and it may be the most well-known verse in this psalm. It says, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. You see, when you take delight in the Lord, he changes the desires of your heart. When you take delight in the Lord, pleasing him becomes your highest happiness. It doesn't mean that you know, our desire for sin just completely goes away, but we're learning to replace our sinful desires with godly desires. Many years ago, I, conduct, I conducted a wedding for a couple. Uh, the young man happened to be from Faith Westwood, and the young woman was from the church that I had been serving. And I remember I gave a short message during the ceremony about delight, delight and how as, as husband and wife, they were to take delight in one another. Marriage is a sacred covenant, committing yourself to the one in whom you take delight. And when we take delight in God, this relationship guides and governs all other delights. Taking delight in God means saying yes to delights that are in line with God's will and saying no to delights that are out of line with God's will. When people get married, they make a commitment, a vow. And it's the same in our relationship with God. Verses 5 and 6 say, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him. And He will do this. He will make your righteousness uh, righteous rewards shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Maybe, maybe you have relatives who scoff at you. Why do you go to church all the time? Why do you have to get so involved? Why do you have to give all your hard-earned money? But there will come a day, and usually it comes in this life, when your commitment to the Lord will be proven right. You know, I've seen it happen in my extended family. Relatives who committed their way to the Lord have reaped rewards. Uh, they, they've been guided and blessed over and over. Relatives who have not known the Lord have missed out on so much. 
Now, all of us have experienced sorrow and suffering. But those who put their trust in the Lord have found a strength, a resilience to get through those painful times. Your commitment to follow the Lord's way will bring long-term rewards. One day people will look at you and say, she has chosen the better way. God has made all the difference in his life. So when you're tempted to get heated up about somebody who took moral ethical shortcuts to save him some money or, or someone who quickly climbed to the top by stomping on colleagues along the way, just remember, people who rise quickly can also fall quickly. To gain that perspective, though, takes patience, doesn't it? Verse 7 says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. There's the second do not fret. And the third one comes in verse 8. And with uh, parallel statements, we can see the link between anger and fretting. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It only leads to evil. It's like when a, a Jedi Knight is tempted to get revenge on the enemy. Give in to your hatred. Use your anger to strike your opponent down. But we know how a Jedi loses. Giving in to the anger and the hate only takes them to the dark side. As the psalm says, it only leads to evil. Yes, evil people often prosper in the short term, but the long-term prospects of righteousness are so much better. Years ago, I got to meet Dr. Donald McGavern. You probably have never heard of that name. He a, was a very small man with a smooth head and a gray goatee. McGavern is considered the father of the church growth movement. I met him just a few years before he died in 1990. He was a missions researcher. And he discovered when and where and why some mission fields saw tremendous numbers of new disciples while others did not. And in cultures where many people came to know and follow Jesus, he noticed a social phenomenon which he called redemption and lift. Redemption and lift meant McGavern noticed that when a community of people came to know and follow Jesus, they also often became more prosperous. Their families became more stable. They became better workers and, and better business owners. They supported good government. They practiced honesty. They valued education. People gave up crime, recovered from addiction, and contributed to the common good. This led to long-term prosperity for the entire community. Redemption and lift. And that's what Psalm 37 is pointing to. We see it in verse 9. For those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. That means you have to take the long view. You, you, you can't just uh, look at this quarter's uh, profits and losses. Faith always takes the long view. And that long view of faith uh, gets repeated in verses 10 and 11. A little while, well, that's as God looks at time. It's a little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. 
but the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. And when it says the meek will inherit the land, meek means being humble before the Lord. Verse 11 sounds a lot like Jesus, doesn't it? Near the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, he says, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And you know, if you go back and read all of Psalm 37 today, you'll see this theme running throughout it. Those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. The meek will inherit the land. Those the Lord blesses will inherit the land. The righteous will inherit the land. By hoping in the Lord and keeping his way, he will exalt you to what? Inherit the land. Five times it talks about those who will inherit the land. It means that those who trust in the Lord and follow his ways, their long-term future looks good. So what about you? What, are you focused on the pleasures and profits of the short term? Or will you trust God for the long term? Do not fret. Trust in the Lord. Do good. Follow his ways. Let's pray. Oh Lord, when we look at the success of others, we're tempted to take shortcuts. We're tempted to sell the integrity of our faith. But you, Lord, have redeemed us. You are lifting us. We're learning to take the long view of faith. And now, O oh God, we commit our way to you. Thank you, Jesus, for your promise that even when we suffer for you, for your name, great reward awaits us. And in your name we pray. Amen. Well, since this is the last Sunday in our series on the Psalms, I decided uh, to close with a song that's based on a psalm of praise, Psalm 146. The words to this song were written 300 years ago by Isaac Watts, and then later they were tweaked by his friend John Wesley. Uh, a couple years ago, I came up with a, an alternate tune for it and recorded it, and so I'm going to share it with you. The instrument you'll see me play is called a mountain dulcimer. Now the last verse of the book of Psalms says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Will you say that with me? Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
and seas with all their train Whose truth forever stands secure Who saves the oppressed and feeds the poor For none shall find God's promise vain Sends the laboring conscience peace. God helps the stranger in distress, the widow and the fatherless, and grants the prisoner sweet release. I'll praise my God who me breath, and when my voice is lost in death, pray shall employ my nobler power. My days of praise shall ne'er be past, my life and thought and being last, or immortality in